This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here every week, win, lose, or draw. Talking all things United. This is the United People's Podcast. How are we doing, everyone? This, I think, should be a special conversation. Uh, I'm joined today by Nuruddin Chowdhury. The new, he's, the, he's big time Charlie now. He's a <laughs> published author. This is his book, Inshallah United. Inshallah United, sorry. A story of faith and football. First of all, welcome, Noz. I'm going to call you Noz from now on because you've, you've, you've yeah, told me I can absolutely, do Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mate, well, I appreciate thanks, you coming on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's all been a bit mad recently, uh, plugging the book. Uh, I feel sorry for people who follow me because like every every second tweet is like just a retweet about the book. But that's what you got to do. you got to hustle. you got to you got to sell the book. Otherwise, How's it gone? How's it gone? It's, it's going it's going well, you know. Um, it's weird because up until obviously recently when the book came out, people were being dead nice and dead supportive, um, but hadn't read the book yet. So I was like, I was thinking that's so lovely that people are being dead, dead supportive, but for all they know, the book is shit. <laughs> so, so, so I mean, do you, you could save me some time if it is. Oh, I'll, it's, I'll... it's, it's absolute wank. No, no, it's, 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 it's <laughs> I hope, I hope it's good. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know whether people are being, again, just being nice, but, um, I've had, uh, I've had some really uh, nice feedback where, where people have, and, and again, like uh, it's 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 nominally about United, but it's also like growing up and and um, sort of all the influences I had growing up, and and again, like some of the some of the tough things that I had to sort of contend with in terms of being Asian or being Muslim or whatever. And uh, the thing the thing that sort of uh, I really liked is that like a lot of the feedback has been, I've got I've got nothing in common with you in terms of your background, in terms of. Uh, in terms of sort of your race or religion or whatever, but I can still um, identify with with sort of stuff you write in the book and I can still, um, it reminds me of when I was a kid and it reminds me of what I felt like when I was getting excited about football. And and, and that's, that's lovely. That's, uh, that's exactly the kind of feedback I'd want because, because the thing, the thing is um, if I made it totally about football, there's loads of books out there. There's loads of books about, about uh, United. There's loads of books uh, charting, like Ferguson's era, um, yeah. and it goes up to goes all the way up to the end of the nineties, and obviously, like uh, 
what happened at the end of the night is so like there's, there's loads of books on that so the only way i could make it different and the only way i could add value to anyone's bookshelf was just making it uh more personal which which i try to do yeah peter well it's 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 far easier to attach to something that's personal and i think that the, the main premise if i'm correct in the book is you you you, you go on to sort of start with a prologue about how uh, both Manchester United and being a Muslim is is giving you something that you felt like you had that belonging to. Is that something I'm guessing you saw as a similarity between not the similarity between the two, but you had a, you had a belonging to Manchester United. Yeah, completely, and and, it, and it's that thing of um, like 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 you all know as well. Like everyone goes through that that stage when they're growing up and they're a teenager, and they just it's that it's that time between being a kid um, and being an adult where you're finding out who you are. Um, and what you're all about, and 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 you kind of discover sort of what you belong to, what you don't, what kind of person you are, the kind of people you want to hang around with, and um, and one of the things that you really want to do is belong to a group, um, and that can be that can be loads of things. It can be football, it can be football based, it can be music based, um, it can be, it can be fashion, it can be anything, and um, and football, I think above all other things, is that kind of social lubricant that sort of um cuts through everything else and instantly gives you something in common with somebody else um because because music's another one but the thing with music is is as, as great as music is to sort of um sort of um um give you something to have in common with other people it can be generational so if you go to an oasis concert most people are of a certain demographic and a certain age. Yeah. If you go to a Stone Roses concert, if you go to a, I don't know, if you were to go to like a Wolf Alice concert or a Dua Lipa concert, there'd be a certain demographics in, in demographics in terms of age, whereas football spans age, f- football spans everything. It spans age, it spans country, culture, religion, everything. And um, even like, like you're going holiday, like, like if, you, if, if you go anywhere in the world and you've got a football top on or you've got something to signify... Um, what team you support? Um, even if it's a rival fan or whoever, it strike people strike up a conversation, and yeah, yeah. And, and and that's amazing. And um, even even if you like the amount of times I've got nothing that signifies what team I support, and I and people just happen to realise I'm from Manchester, they'll, they'll start talking about United. They'll, start, they'll, they'll there's that whole thing of like oh Bobby Charlton, oh David Beckham. It's it's a it's that amazing thing that connects you with people in this in this really kind of um, bizarre way <laughs> it's a nice a nice conversation opener we'll call it then uh, but <laughs> uh, unfortunately I, well, not, not, unfortunately unfortunately i don't know the, the best way to sort of phrase that conversation is uh, the thing i mainly want to talk to you about is something a little bit uh, of a bigger wider conversation right now is the takeover of manchester united because for me it's a massive yeah, wait, wait, for everybody it, it's, yeah. a, it's it's one of these most significant things that will happen in the modern history of our club and the thing that i'm I've struggled with all along. So I, when the when we were first linked with a takeover from a Middle Eastern state, I had an interview with um, Nicholas McGeehan, who works with the human rights charity Fair Square. And I said to him, and I explained to him in that podcast, I was like, like when City were bought by Abu Dhabi in 2008, we as a fan base uh, were unanimously, unanimously against it, and we always have been. And then he fast forward, what is it, 15 years now, and United 
are staring in the face of a potential. Now, there's obviously going to be a degree of separation because Sheikh Jassim uh, is, is private, blah, blah, blah. You can shape it how you want. Ultimately, nobody in Qatar spends $5 billion without the Emir going, yeah, right, yeah, you can do that. So there, there will be a degree of separation, but ultimately there's going to be close. I wanted to sort of speak to you about Manchester United is more than just a football club. It is a cultural institution. It's it, it's a, look, United People's TV is a community in, into itself, but we exist because Manchester United exists and there's so many other communities like it around the world. So I thought there'd be nobody better to speak to about the sort of cultural importance of Manchester United. I'd like to sort of get your take on how do you address the questions around Qatar? Because you can't just bury your head in the sand and go, oh, look, we can sign Mbappe. Oh, that's great. Wicked. Yeah. How, how do you approach it? I mean, it's it, it's so hard to navigate because, um, like you say, it does it does um, divide the fan base, and and I think anyone who goes on telly or or is interviewed on anything and claims to speak for the for the Manchester United fan base as one block, um, it's slightly disingenuous because that's impossible to do. Like that's an impossible task because uh, it's such. Um, it's such a disparate and um, and, and and different and uh, sort of uh, spaced out community around the world, and and also even within sort of geographical areas, uh, people will have different views, different politics. Some people will be more interested in ethics and morals. Some will be less. Some people, some people will be highly politicized, and and others less so. So it's it's so hard and. I suppose it just comes down to what your priorities are because um because because the, the thing is when whenever Qatar is referenced as a potential buyer or somebody from Qatar is um the the standard response for anyone who is in support of of that kind of bid is well well there's a lot of there's a lot of what about so there'll be what about uh, America? The, the Glazers are from America. What about all the atrocities that they undergo? What about uh, the UK? What about Britain? What about the British Empire, Con- uh, colonialism, um, things that, um, ethical issues that are arising at the moment? What about the situation with uh, Suella Braverman and, and sending refugees to Rwanda? All that kind of thing. And the only thing I'd say to that is that is correct. Call out things like that. Absolutely call it out. But what makes it different is if there's state involvement. That's that's the key. That's the key difference because you can say what you like about the Glazers and and I think they are universally despised amongst the United fan base and anyone who cares about football or or the, or the national game or, or the international game. But yeah. um, they they aren't, as far as I'm aware, connected to the US government. So any any anything that the US government undergo is not on them. And in the same way, um, if there's British owners, unless it, unless it involves the British government, you can't really bring that into it. Um, it's when the state involvement that's that's when it becomes an issue because as soon as the state involvement then then you start looking at what the state represents and how that's connected that's how that's directly connected to your club and and and, and a good example is like say everton uh their their owners uh iranian but it's not as if anyone's saying oh 
what about what's happening in Iran now? Because he he is an individual businessman. He's not connected to the state. And and in, in the same way, if um, if an individual business, businessman from wherever gets involved in, in in any club, you you judge them on their their own merits and criticize or praise them on that. But as soon as as soon as there's there's any kind of state involvement, that's when it becomes different. That's when that's when you start looking at things and. And I and I I, I know Nick. Uh, I've got uh, I've got a lot of respect for him, and I've spoken to him in the past. Um, and there's there's a there's a propensity to 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 treat anyone who looks at what he does and uh, sort of considers the moral or ethical implications of of this kind of thing as some kind of killjoy and somebody who's trying to ruin a positive thing. And it's, and it's not. that is that is that simply not the case? Is it all? It is is people who care about certain issues bringing them up, and and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think uh, to go back to a word that you used earlier is is priorities. It, it depends on how important certain topics are or certain subjects are for you on a personal level, and and therefore that's going to sort of drive the energy that you have going forward. Uh, for something that's happened to not happened to me, but. Uh, over these last I don't know, few weeks or so, it happens all the time online, but I'm certainly seeing it a lot with this Qatar situation. It is uh, people just throwing the words racist and xenophobic out when it has absolutely no part of that conversation. But people are throwing it at me. Uh, and uh, as as somebody who's, who is a devout Muslim, as somebody who's grown up and, and, and lived through that, does that piss you off that people can just sort of just associate it because the way I've because I've been getting angry with people I'm saying look don't accuse me of something when it, it doesn't even it's not even slightly connected to that and by you saying that now you're taking power away from people who are correctly calling it out because then at that point you, you've diminished the, the value of calling it out and it, it's 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 a really weird thing that seems to be happening around this whole Qatari bid completely in it and it's and it's absolutely disingenuous uh and it, and like like you kind of intimate it's 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 beyond just disingenuous it's uh dangerous because what you're doing there is is uh you're you're diluting the meaning of of, of what it is to be racist and and for any legitimate racism um you are essentially diluting what that means um and again it's it, it, it's never I'm always suspicious of anyone who never cares about um, racism or women's rights or or animal rights or anything, anything like that. If they never pipe up, unless it's for unless it's to attack a particular uh, people or situation or agenda. Because because th- then it's less about them actually caring about something. It's more about them building up an argument that supports their what they ultimately want. And I can. Th- this is this is what I mean about some people have got different priorities. So if you are the kind of person who cares about uh, morality and what's happening uh, in terms of like say the LGBTQ plus community. Or if you care about migrant workers and how much they're paid and how much they're treated and what their likelihood likelihood is to die doing doing a job, then you will really really care about what's happening in this takeover. Now, I appreciate that there are a lot of people for who that's not important. 
Um, I might disagree with that, but I, I appreciate that there there's a spectrum of people really caring about it, and there's a, and, and and on the other end, there's people who don't really care about that. What what they care about is their lives, their family. Um, they work hard each week. They want to go to a match or they want to watch the match on TV, and that's all they really care about. And they um, don't want that complicated by any other thinking. So in terms of prospective bidders, they'll be looking at the Qatari bid and they'll be saying, in terms of all the bids that are available and, and all the bids that we're aware of, they have got far and away the most money. Yeah, They they will invest in the... In, in the um, in the team to a maximum amount, they will invest in the in in the stadium. They will um, invest. They will even invest in the sort of greater sort of area around around the ground and around the club. Um, so they're saying that's all positive to me. So why are you complicating it with other other things? And to them, I'd say. You make a decision. You make a decision about what's important to you, and it's not as if I'm. It's not as if I or you are sat here preaching to them, saying, "What the hell are you doing? How dare you? You're scum or whatever." That's not what's happening. All it is is people. Some people sort of very passionately arguing that this is a bad thing because of all the ethical and moral implications, but other people. And 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 I, I assume this is this is what what you're getting criticism for is is simply just exploring it, simply just mentioning it, simply just giving people a platform to to talk about it, and 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 for for the very fact that you're just um, saying this this point of view exists, and therefore this is what what people with that viewpoint are saying. You, you're getting sort of criticism for that and being called horrendous things purely for suggesting that there's a different point of view and and again it's it's totally disingenuous and it, and it's and it's unfair and the thing is that you what you what you what you'd assume is there's 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 a load of moralists going around to fans who just care about football saying how dare you how dare you what are you doing why are you why are you getting excited but from what I'm seeing, that is not the case. And in fact, it's the opposite, where they're kind of being left alone because people are just saying, well, they're gonna be they're gonna behave like that. Gonna, that's what they care about, whatever. But anyone who expresses an individual concern or an individual um consideration for things like uh, equal rights and the LGBTQ plus community yeah. and um People who who come over from other countries and work in Qatar and and aren't treated like they should, um, they're being tr- they're being labelled as as um, virtue signalers as uh, as as these people who are just doing oh you ju- a common thing which is so which is so tedious is when people say oh you're just doing it for clicks you're just doing it for popularity yeah. you're just doing it for retweets and it's not give give people the give people the respect. And the uh, at least allow allow them allow them to, to to think as as an autonomous person and come to a, an opinion that's genuine, rather than just assuming that they are just doing it because they're they're sort of doing it for clicks or they're doing it for sort of a retweets or whatever. Because people believe it or not, people do care about these things. And this whole thing about racism, so. I've seen I've seen people say it's Islamophobic. 
I've seen people say it's racist. It's racist because they're 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 Arab or, or Middle Eastern or whatever. I mean, the, the way I'd counter that is first of all, none of the arguments um, that are that are placed at the door of these perspe- these perspe- perspective owners are um, in any way um, illogical. Like like you if, if you follow, if you follow the line of argument, you can see that there's a logic in what people are concerned about, and there's. You can look at the, you can look look at the uh, Human Rights Watch. You can look at UN UN reports. All the information is there, so it's not made up. And um, and secondly, this whole idea of racism. I'm I'm a, I'm a Muslim, and it looks as if it looks very likely that the that the prospective owners of Manchester United are Muslim, and we will have Muslim owners, but. Does that mean that I'm suddenly I've suddenly got some kinship, or I've got some connection to them? No, because they don't they don't represent what I represent. And to me, if you if you ask me who I've got more in common with, whether it's it's some sheikh um, who's who's a billionaire and is benefiting from um, the exp- exploitation of migrant workers, or it's the migrant worker who comes. Most migrant workers that go to places like Qatar are either from Africa or or or, or South Asia, yeah. like me. So, in in another in another situation, in another timeline, it could be me going over there because a lot of people go over from Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, and work there and are treated like second second class citizens. So. Firstly, like I, I don't understand the race, right, racism argument because because then uh, how how do the migrant workers fit in? Because because they quite uh, quite a lot of them are Muslim and it, it doesn't matter if they're Muslim or not, but they are people who are being treated badly of all races. But second of all, um, if uh, there's also this idea that, that that oh Muslim people should be supportive of the Qatari. Um, bid, but but if if I was in Qatar, I would I would have less rights. If if I went over from Pakistan as a, as a as, as a worker, I would have less rights. So of of course I care. So it's 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 a load of bollocks that argument about racism and um, and xenophobia. It's the difference is if if people say oh no, people from England are being treated treated differently, owners from America are being treated differently. It's all about a connection to the to the nation state because we can we can we can pretty much we can accept that pretty much every nation in the in the world has got things that they should be ashamed of either historically or or, or currently, but they are not connected to owning a football club. As soon as as soon as they are connected to owning a football club, then it becomes a consideration for football fans. And and the thing is, you I, I go back to this thing of, of you if, if you cannot care, it's it's totally up to you whether you care or not. It, it, anyone watching this could kind of think either I massively do care or or I don't care. And if you don't care and you just care about um Manchester United being having loads of money and potentially being able to sign whoever they want and and all that business. By all means, be excited, but other people won't be excited, or or at least they will temper their excitement. And again, I what I what I would love to say is that is that I am so virtuous as an individual that if somebody if somebody that I don't necessarily agree with morally or ethically 
um, took ownership of, of, of my football club, I would walk away. I would stop supporting them because football is not that important in the grand in the in the, in the grand scheme of things, and and that would be that. But I I can't honestly say that. And and again, this is where this is where um, I potentially become a hypocrite because because I find that impossible to do. And again, it goes back to this thing of what what is football and what does it matter. And and again, this idea of what is the culture of any club and the way I see it, and again, this this might well be hypocrisy. This might well, this might well be um, moral gymnastics, um, but um, I don't see what right anyone has of taking over my football club and essentially taking it away from me and taking it away from the community that it belongs to, um, philosophically and emotionally, which is the which is the fans. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So uh, I, th- I think that's the, that's pretty much the crux of the difficulty there is that they're, for, for quite a few United fans, they do feel like that. The idea of, of, of a, a, a Qatari led, to, as you say, there's, there's a, d- a degree of separation between the actual state and, and whether it's a private actual investment. Hmm. But do you understand those fans? Do you understand that sort of that standpoint that it shouldn't go to Sheikh Jassim on those grounds? On because I, I don't know whether it's like because it's not an age thing because there's there's lads that I go uh, to games with when I can get to and when I can get to a game and some of them are like stoutly against a Qatari takeover and I presume and I'm going to guess a lot of that is based on everything that's happened since 2008 because it's all been enabled by that. And the thing that the thing that pisses me off about this whole thing is this uh, Man United is staring in the face of con- of consequences of the consequences of what's happened since 2008. Well, actually, earlier than that, with the Roman Abramovich and Chelsea, uh, the Premier League has created the circumstances where this exists. They allowed the Glazers to come in when they shouldn't have allowed them to come in. We could have had a new stadium instead of a billion being spent on interest anyway, and it wouldn't have been a conversation. But uh, hey, here we are. It's. Do you think that? When it comes to younger United fans, I was thinking about this the other day. Like younger United fans of a certain age, they've never seen us win the Premier League. They've never seen us win the Champions League. And they've grown up in a culture of football where and it is moneyball. It is moneyball now. That's that's that that is what it is. So this idea of a Qatar coming in, of uh, the Sheikh coming in, just throwing cash in, uh, hell yeah. Give me that. And that that's how you succeed. Well, that's not how you win the Champions League. Uh, uh, you're right in the idea that you can't just... One person can never truly represent all Manchester United fans. There's too many different 
factions is the wrong word because it's trying that makes it sound like military it's not military it's not political it's more of a community and that's what that's goes back to the sort of point i'm making about there the culture of manchester united do you think that some of that is lost if 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 it goes to a qatari back takeover or do you think that would be an unfair thing to say i mean i go back to that thing of like uh, of like what it, what philosophically is philosophically is football club and and w- what is the most important part of it? And I think, I think if if lockdown taught us anything, uh, and and it was terrible in so many ways, so many people lost people they loved, and and uh, so many people were affected both uh, emotionally and health wise and everything. But um, if we just look at football in isolation, it was it was so sterile and it was and it felt so pointless and and what and and watching those games on tv in front of um empty, empty stands oh. and 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 you, and you could hear players talking to each other and the manager sort of shouting Grim. it it made it made you realize that fundamentally like the sport does not count, like it does not matter um it is literally just a physical activity that um, involves kicking a ball about and somebody wins and somebody loses. That's what football is without anything else. What makes it special? What makes football this incredible thing that can give you the greatest of happiness and like the, the and, and can sort of like uh, ruin your week or your weekend and can even sort of give you solace in the darkest of moments just because it's a bit of a release is that you're doing it with other people. You're experiencing it with with other people. Um, this this fans around you. If, if you if you're looking lucky enough to live near a football team or um, are able to travel to the likes of Old Trafford or Anfield or the Emirates or whatever, um, you experience that on a on a very sort of physical basis in terms of like you are around fans. You feel like you're part of a a community, uh, you're you're seeing people, you're seeing friends and familiar faces before games and after games. You're discussing the game after afterwards, even online. Um, you've talked about your community. Uh, that's got a value as well of of like that's that's a strange thing about rivalry in football is is that is that you, you might hate Liverpool, you might hate Arsenal or City or whatever, but these are these are symbiotic relationships that need each other you need that sort of like rivalry that's what makes it amazing that that's yeah. what makes it exciting that's there's there's no point in football if you've not got something to push against and, and some something to compare to and somebody to take the piss out of like that is the essence of football and as soon as all that is lost you've got what you had during lockdown which was something that was sterile and and ultimately pointless and um, so, 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 so going back to this idea of of culture, um, I'm sure whoever takes over will be smart enough to do certain things that will appease a lot of fans, or at least make them make them make a lot of them happy in a lot of ways. So, for instance, guaranteed, whoever takes over United, first thing gonna do, one of the first things they're going to do is put football club back on the on the badge because they are an idiot if they don't yeah it's, it's the football, easiest win yeah it's it's such it's such an easy win and there's other things they can do and that will that will definitely happen so in that respect uh um on a purely football level that could be seen as like oh that's that's good 
for the culture. But it, it, again, it comes down to what you care about, what, what, what you are interested in. And, and like I said, um, you can, <laughs> if, if we look at sort of three broad options, you can either... You can either walk away because assume assume sort of um, a an ownership comes in that divides opinion, and it's an ownership that people have got issues with. You can either walk away. That's it. I'm not a Manchester United fan anymore. Uh, it was good while it lasted, but I'm going to go off and whatever. I'm not interested. A second option is to um, essentially become cheerleaders for the ownership. And go all in. And if anyone criticizes, say it's, it's, it's a Qatari ownership. If anyone criticizes Qatar, you're going to be be there protecting them, being a human shield for them. Um, anyone mentions human rights or anyone mentions uh, the rights of people to have any kind of uh, lifestyle that they so wish, you will be there banging the sort of Qatari drum, arguing for the state, arguing for whatever they believe in. And then there's a there's a middle option where you still support the club because you kind of think why the fuck should I walk away from something I love and has given me uh, the best some of the best moments of my, of my life and has given yeah. me some some of my best friends in the whole world, but I I will still I will still refuse to become a cheerleader for the ownership and and if anything I will I will sort of continue to point out what I have got issues with and, 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 and raise awareness about. And it's this thing of like, this isn't the first time it's happened. Unfortunately, like there's been, there's been city, there's been Newcastle, there's been PSG. I know city fans and I know Newcastle fans that of course they, they enjoy successes that they have on the pitch, but that doesn't mean that they stop caring about things they believe in. So, so they, they will point out stuff that their ownership and, and the States associated with them are, are doing wrong. And they will passionately argue against it, and they will passionately argue for things like um, uh, LGBTQ plus rights and, and 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 the rights of women and 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 migrant workers' rights. They will continue to do that while supporting their club on the pitch. And it sounds as if it's a situation where you're essentially having your cake and eating it. In that you enjoy the success on the pitch, but also point that out. But I think that's a in the, in an era of sports washing that is a powerful thing to have suddenly suddenly like previous previous to be interested previous to being interested in in buying um Manchester United would 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 anyone involved in the in in the Qatari state care about what you or I thought about about their human rights issues or whatever no because who are we as soon as as soon as they get involved in our football club and people are listening to what we've got to say about their ownership, about what we think of them. Suddenly, we are really powerful stakeholders because because our voice can be heard, and we can we can say things that do matter and do get heard. So 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 I would like, I mean, and I and I can't tell anyone how to behave. Whether you're giddy with excitement and don't care about anything, fair enough. You do you. Whether you walk away from the club and can never set foot in Old Trafford, good for you. Like I. For good or for bad, I, I I sort of struggle with with both of those. So what I try and do is stick to my guns in terms of what I believe in, what I believe is wrong with what's happening in the world, and point that out repeatedly. But at the same time, like I, 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 like 
I hate to say, well, I don't know if I hate to say it, but like, I, I will still be a United fan. I can't stop being a United fan. And no, it's not as easy as that. No, and, and we go, we go back to sort of um, like, like I've written a, I've written a whole fucking book about how what Manchester United <laughs> meant to me growing up, and 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 that wasn't like that's that's it's not going to make me rich or anything. That book, all, all, all it's all it, but it's a sentiment that I wanted to share. It's a sentiment that's important to me, of in a world where. People are horrendous to uh, people of different uh, races, and uh, there's loads of Islamophobia um, in so many different ways around the world. I can, I can say I'm a United fan, or I can say I'm a football fan, and in a in a in a small but important way, that can break through all differences. And it and it just becomes you are another red or you are another United fan and and that's what it's meant to me growing up. So so I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not willing to give that up because it's so important to me. Like if, like it's it's fundamentally part of who I am. If if I could ask you, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But do you have a preference on who you would prefer to become Manchester United's new owners? No. What what I will because because again this is the thing, I think I think in 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 the modern era of social media, and just media in general, there is the desire and the natural human sort of instinct to um, find the solution. You want there to be a solution. You want there to be sort of a perfect ending, but it's not like that. What 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 Manchester United fans need, to, or what, what any football fans of any club need to understand, or whether you whether you care to understand this or not, is that we can make our voices heard. We can say what we say, and we can say how we feel. Ultimately, people can pay attention to us, or or, or, or they don't. The the sale will will still go through to whoever it'll go through. It's not as if the Glazers are listening to us now and are going to think, "Hmm, that's a good point that that that, that chap on, on 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 that show made." I, I will take that into, into account when when I decide who to sell to. They won't. It will it will go to it will go to whichever make whichever buyer makes more sense to them. So in a sense, we've got the luxury of being able to form an opinion without without. Um, uh, having a direct sort of um, saying what what does actually happen. So there's that. There's, there's there's almost a virtue in in not being able to change things because because you can be just be perfectly honest and perfectly open about what you feel. So in a sense, we've got no control about who's going to take ownership. But what I would say is we have spent uh, the the last. Over we've spent over much like last sixteen or seventeen years fighting against the ownership. Yeah, we are used to that. That that is something that we've 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 experienced. We've adopted. Some people are so young that that's all they've ever known. Yeah, to 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 to, to love the team. This it's it's love United hate Glazer. Um, you see it everywhere, and that is that is that is now what we're used to doing. So my feeling is why can't we continue to do that why can't we continue to love the club and if not hate the the new owners whoever they may be at least be skeptical at least hold them to account don't don't just sort of become their fanboys just because there's the chance of getting fucking Mbappe or whatever like it's 
that I, I, I'm kind of dismayed that people who are over the age of 16 feel that way. It's, it's so in, in terms of, so I would love to say to you now, Oh, I, um, I'm not, I'm not keen on state ownership from Qatar for all these, all these moral and ethical reasons. So therefore I am pro pro Ratcliffe or I am pro Elliot. No, because they are terrible in different ways. Yeah. Elliot is just good. The, the, the Elliot sort of um, bid just seems to be. Uh, Red flags everywhere. That bit exactly. It's it, it, it's just another form of debt. It's another form of just people who don't care about football and are looking to make a quick buck. Uh, Ratcliffe. Um, there's all sorts of issues I've got with him personally in terms of being a tax um, a tax exile, being one of the sort of um, biggest Tory donors around, um, arguing for Brexit and whilst being whilst being based abroad, so it didn't affect him. So, yeah. so, 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 there's all sorts of issues I've got about him as well. So, it's, I, I would love to say to you, I don't like that 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 bid. So, therefore, I'm all behind this bid. No, everything, everything, all the bids seem either dubious or morally questionable in different ways. Even like we we were talking before we went on air of, of the of the new guy from uh, Finland, um, yeah. whatever he's called. I've forgotten um, his name. I really doesn't even yeah, matter. Yeah, I know. No, so, but, 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 but like. He, he seems like an absolute chance. So the, the, the way he's taking it on face value that United have got like a, a billion sort of fans worldwide just because the ultra, uh, just because the Manchester United blurb says that. And, 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 and like, he's, he's, he's coming out with these comments of like, Oh, if we all give, if we all give like, if you all give like $6 each, you can own half the club. That's like me saying, if, if each of each each of my sort of social media followers uh, give me a hundred pounds, I'll, I'll retire. Right. Like, if like, everybody in the world buys your book, you'd exactly. be well, you'd be like supreme leader. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's, it's it's such a nonsense. So everyone involved, every potential owner has got red flags. Every potential owner has got things that concern me. And at, at the very least, we should have a healthy skepticism for any owner that comes in even if it's even if somebody came in and said right i'm a billionaire what i'm going to do is i'll buy the club and you can you can just own it it's yours i'm giving it away for free even then we think well what's your angle how is this going to work who's going to who's going to be sort of uh, in charge of the club so essentially what i'm saying is don't look for this don't look for the perfect solution you've got no control over who's going to own the club you haven't you can make your voice heard, but you've got no, you've got no control. Whoever takes over, you can love the club. You can you, you sorry, you can love the team, and you can want the best for the team on 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 the pitch. But continue to argue and fight and criticize the ownership if they deserve that. And 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 the fact we've been doing it for the last X many years, continue to do it. That, I'll be honest, it, I, I have I've never thought about it from that point of view. But if you think about it, how many fans from Probably just the the ninety two. How many fans and football clubs like their owners? Well, that's it. Probably very few. <clears throat> and um, something you kind of got me thinking about there to sort of wrap it up. Opinions, right? Everyone's got an opinion. Uh, you might disagree with it, but it's an opinion. You can't tell someone it's wrong. It's the concept of an opinion. It's almost like you can put priorities in the same sort of category as that. Somebody might have a different priority to you. But it doesn't mean that it's wrong. And I'll be completely honest, when this all really properly started, right back where in November when the statement went out and the idea of Dubai came out, and I was I was like, oh, shit. 
And that's why I spoke to Nick. I was like, shit, I, I didn't ever think I'd be in this position as a United fan. Got to speak about it. And I had that interview. And I saw Jim Ratcliffe as sort of, I called him the Disney owner. Right? He's a man born 10 miles from the old track. There we go. He's seen Zing Hole. This is it. This is, what, this, this is the perfect new owner. And I'll, as the sort of stories progressed over the, the last few months, it's obvious to me that my priority is that Manchester United become debt-free again. I've seen that as the the straitjacket for progress. Uh, and that's been the thing that's held us back. So clearly that's probably my driver for who I think is the best new owner. And I'm not saying that my opinion's completely changed on Jim Ratcliffe and Ineos, but I've certainly got more concerns about it. You mentioned there about him <coughs> voting Brexit being out of the UK, being a tax exile. That's your own formed opinion of Jim Ratcliffe and your your personal view of that. It's... I, it's such a uh, a minefield this situation. I suppose that well, that's what happens when you when you sell a club of the size of Manchester United. We've been crap for like let's be honest, like ten years, and we're still probably right there in the top three. Real Madrid, Barcelona, and United are still the three biggest clubs in the world. Uh, no, no amount of failures that we've had over these last ten years is going to take away from that, and that's why people are so passionate about it. I think. The responsibility that everyone... I've definitely got a responsibility for this platform. I've i have felt that more in this last uh, probably six months than I ever have because I can see that people are, are listening to what I'm saying. If I was to start spouting some crazy right-wing nonsense, then I imagine uh, people would start getting angry. But no one really has got too much to say about me because I'm not particularly abrasive. I, 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 I try to be balanced and, and I'm trying to be balanced with this. And that's why we're having a conversation. That's why I spoke with Nick before because you have to tr- you have to just open it up. It, that's, that's basically what you have to do. You have to open every door and leave them all open so people can just go in and go, okay, right, I'll, I'll take that point of view. I'll take that on board. Go somewhere else. Uh, okay, I'll, take, I'll listen to that. And they can form their own opinions. There is not a right or wrong answer. Ultimately, I want what is best for Manchester United in the scope of the Premier League because of what the Premier League has allowed. I don't know whether it's possible to do without the sort of money that that Qatari bid could bring by comparison of what Ineos does. And this idea that they're going to be, I know that they're going to pay off the debt and it's going to go onto Ineos's books. But then what happens when they want to rebuild Old Trafford and they need another billion and a half? Where are they going to get that from? They're probably going to refinance that as well. And all of a sudden, their debt's looking in excess of two billion. Of course, that's going to have some sort of indirect impact on Manchester United. But Great. Noz, uh, thank you so much for coming on today, man. Uh, anybody, by the way, who wants to read the book, Inshallah United, I'm going to leave a link in the description. And if you do become a bestseller and everyone in the world does buy it, can I be like your like president? Like You can be supreme leader, I'll be president. No, that's I mean, the last thing I'd leave with is, is that I feel, I feel, I really feel for football fans that are being asked to, to make these grand sort of um, decisions about geopolitics because that's not what we're in it for. And and if anything, it, it, like, it, I, I feel sorry for the, I feel sorry for people who just want to just love football, just want to love the club, and they they're under they're now under more scrutiny than world leaders. Mm. Like because it's because it's Manchester United and because it's sex and because it's football and people want to talk about it, f- fans are being asked to have an opinion on stuff that's 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 all to do with morals and ethics and and as I said geopolitics and yet political leaders and our government are under less scrutiny from f- from it in so many ways and and and, and that's wrong so um, yeah. It's just it's it, it's it, there's there's no right answer and and what I'd say is whoever takes over just have a bit of scrutiny 
bit of critical thinking, that's all. And just don't be a dick. Yeah. It's a simple rule of life I try and have. But, mate, I really appreciate you coming on. As I said, the link's in the description. Anybody who wants to read it, I'm going to read more of it. You've got Bob Mortimer on the front as well. I love Bob. I love that fishing series yeah, he does yeah. with Paul Whitehouse. That is one of my favourite things. That is my Sunday afternoon jobby. Uh, but, mate, thank you so much for your time. I hope wish you the best of luck with the book. And, uh, yeah, I hope uh, if you have enjoyed it, uh, no, like the video. Nice one. Take it easy. This is a United People's TV and Listening Dog Media production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.